For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hi, everyone. I know that we all have moments of compassion where we, we feel for somebody in, in a deep way. We, we recognize the, the difficulties or issue that somebody's going through, and, and we kind of feel for them. And, and it can be, can be quite deep within us, that, that, that moment of compassion. And I used to interview children in Western Kenya as part of a child sponsorship scheme. Um, we had donors in Europe uh, who would pay the school fee fees for, for children who ordinarily wouldn't be able to go to school if they weren't helped because of the, the family situations or, or health situations that they were in. And I, I remember uh, just many times just feeling deep compassion as I heard the stories, as I interview, interviewed these kids and, and heard the story of tragedy and difficulty uh, in their lives. And, and this, this picture that you're seeing now is, is a, young, a young chap at a, at, a, at a school that was, it was just a, it was mud buildings. There was no, no cement work. They couldn't afford cement work. They had very little, just a few bits of wood knocked together to make up the desks and just a painted wall uh, that they used as a chalkboard. And, and this little chap, we, we gave him a soccer ball and, and it was like the best thing that had ever happened to him. And I just remember that moment of deep compassion. Our passage today from Matthew chapter 9, at the end of chapter 9, going into chapter 10, we're going to see the compassion in the heart of Jesus. We're going to see three aspects of Jesus. We'll see his activity really briefly. We'll see the heart of Jesus and we'll see his instructions. So let's take a little look. I won't read it all to you, but I'll read the first part, the end of chapter 9, verse 35. It says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then it goes on and, and basically Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. He sends them out. He gives them 12 clear imperatives. So, so 12 commands and, uh, and, and then they go. But let's have a look. Let's look first of all, just really quickly um, and, and we see this in so many places in the Gospels. We see the activity of Jesus. And it says here he was teaching in the synagogues, preaching the kingdom of God and, and healing uh, the sick and those in need. And, and we often see that, don't we? The activity that, that, that Jesus, he, he opens up the scriptures, he, he shares from the Old Testament, but he preaches about the kingdom, that the kingdom that's right here, right, right now, and, and which, which is him and all that he has to offer. So, so we see very clearly the, the activity of Jesus and it's always accompanied by action. It's not merely words, but it's action as well. So activity of Jesus, but, but I, I love this bit here, this, this, this bit of the, the heart of Jesus. And, and as we think of, of his heart for us or his heart here in this text, we recognize that actually he has that same heart for us as well. And it says that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. And, and compassion, that, that word compassion is, uh, is, is from the, the Latin word compati, and it's two parts. Com means together or with, and pati is to suffer. So this word compassion, is, it's, it's lovely, isn't it? Because it's to, to suffer with somebody else. And that's, as I was interviewing those kids in Africa, I was actually suffering with them as I, as I thought that of, of these young kids who have not had many years, but have gone through so much loss of, loss of parents and, and living in, in really difficult circumstances. 
So compassion is beautiful, isn't it? So, so to suffer with somebody else. But uh, from what I understand, as I, as I looked into this, um, th this word compassion is actually not, it's not quite strong enough, <laughs> although it is strong, it's not strong enough of a translation of the word in the Greek. So the word in the Greek is, is and I've been practicing this, is, is spag, spank nidzomai, spank nidzomai. Um, and it's we find this word 12 times in the New Testament, mostly in regard to Jesus seeing people. And he has this, this spagnizomai. Um, it, it's, it's the Greek strong verb, 4697, if you're a, a Greek scholar. And it really means to be moved in your inner parts. So it's like a, and, and maybe particularly speaking of the, the, the spleen, and, and apparently that's maybe where the word spleen came from, spagnizomai spleen, but your liver, your, your inner being. You know, we often speak of the heart, but this is, this is more of, of a gut-wrenching uh, uh, feeling of, of compassion towards a particular situation or people. And, and it's really the heart of Jesus, this, this that comes from right within his gut, that he sees the people, they're harassed, they're helpless, and they're desperately in need. And just think of that, as you think of, uh, if you've read the Gospels, you, you, you see Jesus as he sees people, he, he recognizes their need to be saved, their need to be healed, their need to be loved, their need to be cared for and rescued. And that's exactly the same for us. And, and I love that, 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 that Jesus' heart for me is that he sees my need. And so often when you, you see his encounters with people, it, he often sees a person, he calls them to himself, and then he heals them. And there's a, there's a great story of a, a woman who from, from a very young age, she had a back problem. We, we find it in, in Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 13. And she's been, I think, 30 years with, you know, stooped over in pain, unable to straighten up. And Jesus sees her. He's teaching the synagogue, but the text says he sees this woman. And I love that, the, the fact that he sees us. You know, sometimes we think that we suffer alone. And, and perhaps we do in a human sense. But, but, but know, if, if that's you today, know that Jesus sees you. He, he sees your pain, he sees your hurt, physical, yes, but, but also that inner pain, the concern, the anxiety, the hurt, the, the maybe the feeling of, of not being loved. He sees that and he, he feels it from his inner being, spagnizomai, he, he, he identifies with you, he loves you, he cares for you. So, and, and this woman, he sees her and then he calls her to himself. He says, come to me. And she comes to him and, and he heals her. And he always asks us to come to him, and that's his invitation to each of us. So if, if that's you today, if, you, if you, you feel alone and lost and hurt, he sees you and he wants you to come to him. And he wants to touch you. That's what he does for the woman. He touches her and she straightens up. And for the first time in 30 years, she can look up to the sky. She can stand up and she can praise him. So, so spagnizomai, the heart of Jesus. We, we see this word as well in the, in the parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son goes off, he squanders his, his inheritance, and then we see the father, the father looking down the road when, the, when, the, when the, the son is finally at the end of himself, he's in the pigsty, he's got nothing left to eat, and he decides to come back to the father. The father sees him coming, and it says that he has spagnizomai, he has compassion in his heart, and he runs down the road, meets his son, and he embraces him, and they have a great feast. And, and that is the heart of Jesus. That's, that's his, his, his heart for us today. He, he saw these people as he traveled around um, Israel. He, he saw them like sheep who were harassed and helpless without a shepherd. 
And that's so many of us, isn't it? You know, I, th- I think of, I'll be heading out the door in a minute and, and into Duncan, and there's so many sheep in Duncan who are harassed and helpless without a shepherd. And, and, and Jesus longs, you know, if, if, if only we could have an inkling of the heart of Jesus for, for those around us, those we're gonna meet today, those that I'm gonna meet today, I think we'd be inspired to, to, to share him more. And, and there's, there's, a, there's an imperative at the end of this. Um, Jesus says, he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And then the, here's the imperative, ask, that's a command, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore to send out workers into the harvest field. So it's a command, and, and maybe for us as well, as we, as we travel around town, as we see people, we see those hurting. Uh, the, the command, yes, maybe, maybe we should be doing something, but also we should pray that, that God would send the right people to do those things. And that's not passing the buck, but actually it's a command for us to pray for those in need. And, and maybe it is that, that our hearts are, are moved to, to, to mobilize and act in some certain way. So we see the activity of Jesus, we see the heart of Jesus, and lastly, the instructions of Jesus. And, and this is really chapter 10, uh, verses one through 17. And I won't read it all to you because it's a list of the disciples. And then he, he gives them instructions and, and it's appropriately 12, 12 verbs, 12 imperatives, 12 commands. But, but they're, they're headed in verse seven by, by a, a participle, which actually gives information to the verbs. So it's easy for us to read it and think, okay, well, they, you know, we need to go and heal the sick. We need to go and cast out demons and so on. But actually it says, it says in verse seven, as you go, preach the message, the kingdom of heaven is near, heal the sick. So the first command is preach the message, then it's heal the sick, then it's cleanse the lepers and drive out the demons. And we, we don't have all those gifts, do we? Maybe we're not all preachers, we're not all healers, we're not all um, able to help in these different ways. But he's given us ability, he's given us gifts. But the key here is as you go, as you go preach the gospel. And, and it reminds me of the, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where, where it says, go therefore and make disciples of, of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so often the emphasis is wrong. The emphasis is on go, we've, we've got to go. And, and I, I love it here that the emphasis here is not on going, the emphasis is, is on preaching and so on, but actually it's as you go. And, and, in, and, the, and in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, it's the same thing, going, or as you go, make disciples. So in other words, it's not about, yeah, we need to, preachers needing to mobilize people to, to go. It's actually as we're going, as we're heading to Walmart, as we're heading to work, preach the gospel, heal the sick, and so on. And, and that inspires me. That, that reminds me that, that actually it's not about, you know, I need to be sent. God hasn't sent me to, to do this. But actually it's as you're going, do these things. I, I think we, we get the emphasis wrong. The emphasis is make disciples and to preach the gospel. So I find that, that challenging, but, but also encouraging that, that I, I don't need to be sent, but, but actually I need to make disciples and preach and, and help in whatever way I can, in, in, in practical ways, as I'm going, as I'm heading into town, as I'm going to work, as I see these situations. So it's just a little uh, text here of, of, of an account of Jesus, but it shows us the activity of Jesus, shows us the heart of Jesus, which, which is incredibly encouraging, uh, and also in shows, shows us his instructions, which actually is, is things that we can do as we're going. It's not about the going, it's, it's about doing them as we go. So I hope that made sense to you, but, but most of all, 
Just know the heart of Jesus, that he loves you, that he sees you, and that he longs for you to come to himself. In, in Matthew 11, uh, he, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's the heart of Jesus. He wants us to come to him. And it, I don't think it's a, it's a one-time deal. We just come to him once, but, but he's there for us all the time. And, and perhaps, perhaps you need to be reminded of that today. Perhaps I need to be reminded of that, to, to come to him again and recognize his heart for me. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your incredible love for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you, you see our hurt, you see our pain, and, and you long for us to respond and come to you. Father, you also um, uh, see the hurt around us. You see the many who, who are hurting that we will bump into today. Father, I pray that you will send workers to, to the harvest. And Father, if that's us, would you, would you mobilize us? Would you prompt us? Would you... Uh, give us your heart, your spagmizomai, um, through your spirit living within us. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, amen. <laughs>